Hey, look, it's Gail Bass filling in on the Gatos and Chad Show. How about apples that are those apples? This portion of the amazing program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. And by the way, people, we're having a lot of fun today. So you guys, I, see, I am. I've been loving Chad since I heard you first on the air on KTAR. I followed you on Twitter. I would sometimes tweet at you, and you'd sometimes respond. It would have been awkward if you, you know hadn't. What? I, I, as we talk about Twitter, let's 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 goof around about that for a minute. The it's still working, right? Yeah, I've okay. been I've been doom scrolling. Yes. So uh, spoke to some, but we've got so. In my business, my other business, we have friends who work for some are independent contractors. The contractors work with Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, but some work at other big companies. And Elon's called in some help. Uh, and one of the other big From companies, Tesla. yes, and a few other places. Uh-huh. One of the other big companies is a thousand times bigger than them, and they're like, "Yeah, our servers, we have twenty people that run them. You don't need three thousand. I don't to get that bloated though. Yeah." For, for something that's not profitable, profitable, it's astonishing. Like I'm not a CEO, never wanted to be a CEO, but I, I, I my thing is, are you doing the job? Like uh, a friend of mine uh, has a friend who runs a factory here in town. I won't say the name of it. And one of his employees came to him and said, "Hey, I need more employees to do this, this, and this." So the person that he asked, his boss, my my boyfriend's friend, went around and looked to see what was going on, and everybody who was there. Where he said he needed more work, they were sitting down on their keisters. And so he took photos and he says, why are these people sitting down? Why did you come to me saying you needed more workers and all these people are sitting down? They're taking free money. They are. And, so, and, and, so, so there needed to be a better explanation. Like I would, I would have said, I've got these people sitting down because they can only work at this time and then I don't have enough people or whatever. But you know, that's something you need to think about. Like when you're asking somebody for more people to do more work, you got to explain why. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> look, Elon, he's an interesting character. Uh, you know, uh, he is, uh, he gets hyper focused on something and, you know, he's talked about his Asperger's and he gets on that, that thing. And, but he's also one of those guys that, you know, he thinks everybody else should work like him. Everybody's not going to do that. No, it's not. Well, unless there, there's, especially it, the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Good but luck. If there's, if there's, look, is there gold at the end of it? Cause I, if I'm making me rich with you, okay, let's do it. Cause I heard you had a track record. I don't know, Elon, I heard you had a track record where you're successful, but if it is because, you know, uh, you're you're trying to. Well, I mean, the thing's broken. He has every right to do what he wants to do. Yeah, it's his company. It is his company, and he doesn't want it to be. Probably, he didn't pay forty four billion to flush it down the toilet. Well, he tried to get out of that though. Well, he did because they wouldn't give him the numbers on the bots, which I thought wasn't because now we're seeing too the bots and the shadow banning. There are people on there that like they went overnight from you know six hundred thousand or five hundred thousand people. They're like, hey Elon, can you fix my shadow ban? Because I never add new new people and. Cat Turd, who's hilarious. If you've not followed him, he's funny. Overnight, he went up like 200000 Oh, interesting. Yeah. And he goes, well, you know, I've been shadow but, it, but is Elon always successful? Because isn't he the one supposed to bring that hyper train to California? And what's going on with that? Well, they started doing a test. It's California. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to do something in California? You know this, Gail. Come on. How hard is it to do I something? just want to know where it is because he got the SpaceX thing working. He's got Teslas well, on the, the road. The boring so. company, they've bored and they've done their first, they're, they're boring their first thing now. But like everything else, it's California because uh, 
Well, we're endangered squirrels a problem. There you go. Was the wee willy winky worm somewhere? And they're like, we don't have these things anymore. For you, mess with the wee willy winky worm. It's over. Or, or is it? You know, it's it's. You know, we have to do twelve environmental impact things uh, because you know is the coastal commission involved? Yeah. So because <laughs> you know, the, there's no doubt that. And you know, awesome. it's not the only state that does that. No, but can I just the one tell you? I was just it. in South Carolina, deeply red. They have issues with the coastal commission too. Yeah. It's, people always say, Cal, don't California. I'm like. Uh, this happens in red states too. Yeah, yeah. The coastal Don't commission let get fool involved, you. but <laughs> California is extra special because their choo-choo train that was supposed to cost ten billion has never had a foot built, and it's over a hundred billion dollars. Well, isn't that with everything? Not like California. Yeah. California is an extra special but sort you know of what? madness. I really want hyperspeed train. That would be awesome. It would, I saw like, a bullet train last like, week. If we had bullet, tra- if we had a bullet train from Phoenix to Las Vegas, Vegas and oh. Phoenix to L.A. Not even San Diego, but Phoenix to L.A. Awesome you could take be? the Amtrak to San Diego yeah. or Phoenix to San Francisco. I mean, that would be a game tra- changer travel wise. That would be so nice. And and I mean, you know. And I think he could get it done. He, but I thought he was. So, well, I mean, he is. I mean, he's, he's doing it there. But even if he does it, how much? The other thing is, OK, how's he going to do it? Is he going to do it with union members? Because if he's not doing it with union members, then we don't want, and they're going to fight tooth and nail to make sure he doesn't get it done. Because we're building a train to nowhere, from from Bakersfield to Chowchilla. Woo! I think we really. Need, I think that's part of our future. Like the fact that you can't take the train across the country, I think is a shame. Well, you can if you want to spend well, twelve days inside of the I train. Don't, I don't want to. Yeah, I think they're. You know, yeah, there's a plane. Now, let's talk about that. Let's do it. Uh-oh. We could go on and on and on about the problems with the airline industry. Absolutely. So Don't get me started about that. the TSA because I get yelled at all the time. train seats are more comfortable. That's, let's just they start are. there. Train seats are more comfortable. The end. Yeah. And you could get like when I go to England, and I've been to England five times. I rented a car once, and I thought, what, what are we doing this? Yeah. Like, let's. Let's. You could get everywhere you need to go on the train. Absolutely, but that's you know. And I, mean, I went from England to Scotland on a train. You can go. I from, went from England to Ireland on a train in a boat. There yeah. was no. Uh, you can go from England to France and to Belgium all yes. on trains. Yes, I don't know why we feel like we should. Well, wait. Didn't all the car companies buy the train company and then bankrupt it? There was a lot of issues there. But we fit. We look. The, the reality, though, is is the boring thing seems great. Hyperloop would be awesome. A place like Arizona, I think you get it done. California, I don't know if he'll be able to get it done. But the boring company, which is it's not boring, it's something that's really boring. They're boring through in the yes. ground, and they're going to have the Hyperloop, and this thing's going to fly. Uh, that thing, I, it's awesome. Plus, remember, they also he also sold. Uh, home, with those mini uh, flamethrowers. Let's not forget that. Can you believe when that came out? I mean, that's the part of like that's the part of Elon that I find interesting and fascinating. How he got that done, and then the truck, the yeah. Tesla truck. Oh, and don't forget and his new perfume. Thing, and and uh, I don't know about that. But he sold like two million dollars worth in a day, which is which is that's silly. Weird. People but, want a piece. Yeah, because you know what? Somebody said we're going to sell a Star Trek cologne called Pond Far. Now, if you're a Trekkie like me, that's the last kind of cologne you want. Because uh, and because Pond Far is something that uh, not Klingons, uh What Spock was? Jeez, okay. I'm getting old. I can't remember anything. Vulcan. Now. Thank you. No Gizmo. Spock was a Vulcan, and because Vulcans they go through Pond Far. That's like every seven years they get hyper sexualized, oh. and so you're selling a cologne called Pond Far. 
I saw that. I, I saw those hypersexualized clubs. I don't know if they club. sell it anymore. What was it called? Uh, uh, Panther or whatever it was on. on uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, Sex Panther on, uh, remember that, on Anchorman? <laughs> oh, God, it's great. Oh, my God, that is potent. It works It works 100% of the time, 60% of the time. <laughs> 60% of the time, all the time. Thank you. I'm right. I've been told by Patricia, who has to come I yell at me. I can't believe I couldn't remember Vulcan. And no. I have Uhura on my license plate. Oh, wow. On my motorcycle, I do. Oh, look at you, throwing down gun, motorcycle. This is why we're winning, and everybody else is going to be losing when we run for governor and lieutenant governor. <laughs> What's the vice president going to tweet today? Today's <sighs> today's vice presidential talk is about ammo. Stop hoarding it. <laughs> Stop hoarding the ammo, people. For we goodness got stuff sake. To do. We're not going to war with Canada. It's no. not going to happen. No, China is, but we're not. All right, coming up, uh, Alex Stone's going to join us. Uh, horrible story in Idaho. You've been following it, lady. Uh, young lady from here was a part of the four kids that were killed there in Idaho in a uh, just outside of their college. It is horrific. And every day there's a new plot twist. Every day something else happens. But one thing that doesn't seem to happen is uh, they get closer to finding out who it is. So make sure you check it out. By the way, I want to remind you, we've got a Gators and Chat Show podcast. It's awesome. It is called the Gators and Chat Show podcast. You can get today's if you missed any show. Listen to Gail and I have fun or yesterday, Bruce. And of course, Gators and I, the Gators and Chat Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go HigherPrice.com. HigherPrice.com. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. Ah, Gail Bass in for Gatos today. And uh, the story was horrific. Uh, Four college kids murdered, dead of the night. Uh, Three girls, one of them from here in Arizona. And uh, a young man, 20 years old, uh, a boyfriend of one of them. Two people also in the house. And the mystery continues. Joining us now, Alex Stone. And Alex, what's the latest today? Because every day there seems to be a little something more and they don't seem to be totally forthcoming with a lot of information. Well, no, especially early on. And then the the chief uh, then came out and said, well, we probably should have been more forthcoming because everybody uh, on the the campus was freaking out, saying, how do you say that there's no threat? If you don't know who the suspect is, you have no motive, you have no murder weapon. And then police said, well, we can't say that there is no threat because you're right. We don't know how or why this went on. So a couple of new tidbits. Um, sources say that the, the two roommates who were at home during the murders, they are not the ones who dialed 911. If you remember, 911 was dialed eight hours after the, the murders. Whoa. But uh, still unclear. What were those roommates who survived doing? Did they not hear it? Were they hiding all that time? Were they passed out drunk after partying all night? We don't know. Police telling us this. What we have to determine in the course of the investigation interviewing these two is if they heard something, if they saw something, what they heard, what they saw, and that would potentially make them witnesses. How do you not hear four people being stabbed to death? That, exactly. It just doesn't exactly. make any sense. So that's Aaron Snell with the Idaho State Police. Those roommates, the key to cracking this case, family member telling us that uh, of one of the women who survived, she is traumatized working with the FBI. It's all so bizarre, and the police telling us and nobody's been ruled out as maybe the killer. 
no one has been ruled included or excluded as a person of interest and or a suspect. Everyone is still being investigated. Police are going to stores now in Idaho asking anyone bought a Rambo-style tactical knife recently. Not an uncommon knife to have in uh, western Idaho. Um, did anybody buy one? They want to know. We sat down with the county prosecutor. He says they have no idea on a suspect. And so many students freaked out and now because of Thanksgiving break have been leaving the, the University of Idaho parents saying get out of there. There's a killer on the loose. Don't be there. The now investigators are having to travel to go interview students on so you were out you know at, at bars with them the night before. Did you see anybody around them? Anybody who seemed like that they were following them? So they're traveling now to go get info and Abigail Spencer, a student, she says campus, she's still there like a ghost town now. I think a lot of people are afraid and like I'm definitely nervous. There's still a suspect at large. There is still so much we don't know about the case. So forensic teams, they went back to the home yesterday looking for any evidence that they overlooked. There is right now a drone, a police drone that they're using to map out the scene from above the home. Uh, the autopsies, they found that they were all stabbed multiple times. Coroner saying she can't figure out if they had defensive wounds, but the father of one of the victims said that he uh, learned from one of the autopsy reports that his daughter did have defensive wounds on her, but the mystery keeps going. They have no idea. Hey, Alex, uh, were both the roommates, were they were they both girls? Were they both, do we know anything about them? Yeah, yeah, they, them? yeah they were both uh, women in their early 20s. Alex, what is it with this other video that's coming out about them at that food truck? Is that something that police want to put out, or was that something that the food truck put out? Yeah, the, the police didn't put it out, but the police know about it. Um, police aren't putting out a lot in, in this. A uh, little bit more now than they were earlier in the week. But the, uh, the the food truck video was about 2 in the morning. They were getting food, looked very happy. They were taking pictures, two of the victims, two of the females. Uh, they were outside of a bar around 2 a.m. 4 a.m. they were dead. And they had been murdered. So they're looking at that video. Was there anybody around there? doesn't look like there was anybody around there. But you can see that they were happy didn't seem overly intoxicated, didn't look intoxicated, um, but they had been at a bar, they were outside getting food, and, and then they were dead. This sounds like the plot of a horror film. Yeah. I mean, there's no other really way to does, describe right? this because that's what happens in horror films. You don't know who did it. There are two people in the house. They could have been asleep, but like, who sleeps? If there are defensive Like, I know what you did last summer yeah, or whatever yeah, those were yeah. with Jennifer Love Hewitt years ago. There had to be screaming and, uh, or something yeah. if a knife was used. Thing. How do you have, because it's not like it was an area where there wasn't people around, but six people and two in the house, but... All the other three didn't wake up, and with the screaming and yelling or the fighting, nobody heard any of that. Nobody. Uh, neighbors are telling us that they slept through it. They didn't wow. hear anything. Neighbors, uh, the homes are really close together. Uh, oh, well, wow. here, Brad Garrett, our ABC News uh, law enforcement analyst, former FBI profiler, he says none of this makes any sense. They were in the house. This type of killing, it's going to be loud, both by the suspect and the victims. It's going to take a period of time. It's obviously going to be very bloody. And I just don't really understand that. But they are really the key. Yeah, the, the uh, surviving uh, roommates. We talked to a, a threat assessment psychologist, they call it. And she believes this was probably, she said, typically with a uh, knife attack, it's a single killer. You don't normally have multiple people with knives. Um, that she would say a single killer and probably 
probably targeted. Police believe it was targeted, that this person got in there, no forced entry, knew how to get in, was probably going after one of the victims and then encountered the other three and then ended up stabbing them. But this is all, you know, psychology of what normally goes on. But she believes there's probably one killer who's out there. But um, police say they have no DNA. None of the witnesses saw this person. They have no idea who it was. Insane. Alex Stone, ABC News. Thanks so much, man. Keep us informed. You have yourself a good and safe weekend. You too. Thanks, guys. Uh, still weird, eerie. I saw some earlier. They said, well, we're not ruling out the uh, the other girls that were in the apartment. I'm like, mm, you're saying that because you want to make everybody feel good. But I'm feeling like maybe you're really not paying a close eye on them. All right, coming up, Jerry Brown's going to join us, St. Mary's Food Bank. Uh, Tis the season indeed to give. And boy, are they short some gobblers. <laughs> It is turkey time, and uh, we're going to talk to him about what you can do to help on the Gators and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. That is us. Get us off today. Gail Bass is kind enough to join us in the studio. Joining us now is uh, Jerry Brown, St. Mary's uh, Food Bank. And, of course, you know we do a lot of stuff with them. Uh, and it is that time of the year when, as we all know, uh, people in need uh, definitely need. And St. Mary's wants to help those people. And they've been doing that. And, Jerry, 7,000, 8,000 short so far turkey-wise? Yeah, absolutely. We, we are, we, our goal is to uh, distribute 18,000 turkeys by Wednesday of Thanksgiving Day. Uh, we've already put out a lot up in northern Arizona, and now we're trying to get enough for here in the Valley and in Surprise. And we still are about 7,000 uh, short, but there are ways that people can help us. You know, Jerry, you know, you've had the pandemic, and now you've got this financial crisis and inflation. How is that affecting what you guys are doing all year long? Yeah, I think I, I, I talked to a chat about this too a little bit. Um, this year, and, and with uh, with inflation, it's actually uh, surpassed what we had to deal with during the pandemic. That was a very short period of time. What we've seen is a climb in the amount of people that have come to the food bank since March or April of this year, and it's been a steady climb. And we have not reached the peak of it. Uh, two weeks ago, we had seven thousand families come through in a week between our Phoenix and our Surprise location. We've been around for fifty five years as a food bank, and we've never done that before. So we know that next week being Thanksgiving week when we normally see uh, 9, 10, 11, 12,000 families that we're going to see a lot next week. Talking to uh, Jerry Brown from uh, St. Mary's Food Banks, they talk about uh, how they're short and they need some help. So tomorrow, uh, what can people do if they want to help? People get out there and help. You guys are great people, listeners, uh, you know, to our show uh, and our listeners. You guys have been awesome and we can all give a little because we're all blessed. So if they want to help, what can they do? Well, the Phoenix police are collecting turkeys for us, and I want to put a shout-out to them. You can go to their Desert Horizon precinct and donate. And tomorrow is our Super Saturday Turkey Drive. We do this every year. We'll be at both uh, food bank locations and about 19 different Albertsons and Safeway stores around the valley from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. collecting turkeys, collecting food. Not only do families get a turkey, but they get a food box and they get a produce bag also, so they have a full Thanksgiving meal. So we'll be collecting all of those from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. If you can't make it out there. And I, I understand that people have busy Saturdays. We're still collecting Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at the food bank. Or you could go to stmarysfoodbank.org, and if you make a $20 donation, that'll put a turkey on the table for a family in need. Uh, you guys do good work, and yeah, you've been do. doing good work for years. How long have you been there, Jerry? 
I have been at the food bank for 14 years now. I used to be a sports writer with the Tribune back in uh, back for 25 years, and I was I was I was laid off in 2009. I came to the food bank for six weeks to help out, and that was 14 years ago. Well, there you go. Wow, That's the way it is. That. You get like, oh, I'm just gonna do this you know, just for now, just for now. Next thing you know, right. you're, you know, I told Gatos, I'll sit in one day. That's it, and here we are now. <laughs> uh, you guys uh, just, do great work, and you're a tremendous. Uh, uh, it's just a great service to the community. You know, I work with a homeless group and we feed the homeless on the streets uh, every Sunday morning but you guys do this every day putting on the me- putting on a meal for an entire family and making sure their holiday season is bright because the mental idea behind that is that when people or when there's Christmas and Thanksgiving we say you know this is the season of giving we always hear that the season of giving and we want people to have a special holiday and so this is St. Mary's helps us do that absolutely 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 thank you for all you do Gail and uh, I'll thank you to all those who have already donated I know so many people have um, if, if you can help us get over the top maybe this isn't the year that you can donate maybe inflation inflation is affecting your family and we understand that but if you have the means to do it if you have the means to help a family out and let them have that Thanksgiving meal around the table and maybe just a sense of normalcy for one day in a very abnormal year, that would be a great thing. Thanks so much, my man. And tomorrow, everybody get out there and help. And again, if you if you, if you you can't get out, you can always donate at uh, stmarysfoodbank.org. Appreciate you coming on today, Jerry. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Take Thanksgiving care. to you. Get yourself out there and help if you can. Uh, appreciate Jerry coming on. Uh, great having Gail Bass here. Good having Bruce here yesterday. Get us will be back on Monday. You guys have a good weekend. We'll do it again next week. Later. We'll be right back. 